0: William Tincup and we are broadcasting live from Transform at the Greenhouse Booth, and we're talking to folks about DEI. So we've got Lisa, Anissa, and Juliana with us right now. So while we do introductions, we'll start with Juliana. Juliana, just introduce yourself.
1: I am Juliana. I am a customer relationship manager for Trubella. We are a retention company, and I am
2: based out of Phoenix.
0: Okay. And Anissa.
2: I'm Vanessa Fike, CEO and founder of Fike Co. Um, we are a fractional people leadership firm. Um, for the last decade, we've worked with over 100 companies around the world um, from anything that involves people and recruiting. And we come in and mostly work with companies between
3: 50 and 5,000 employees.
0: And Lisa.
3: Thank you. Lisa First Willis, I'm the CEO and co founder of Truvelop and I am one of Juliana's colleagues. I'm the CEO and co-founder. Uh, we are a retention solution, as Juliana mentioned, and we work with uh, mostly frontline hourly workforces where you have high turnover. We come in and help um, to improve that frontline manager and employee relationship, what which industri- ultimately what drives industries- retention. Yep. What
0: industries are you focused on?
3: Um, high turnover, hourly right. workforces. Okay.
0: So retail, retail hospital, yep. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep.
3: Mostly, um, I don't like to say blue collar because I think blue collar is somewhat of an offensive term, mm-hmm. quite honestly. It, it assumes it's, they have a collar. Well, it's, it's, hourly, it's hourly workforces, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, versus white collar, so.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. One's better than the other, somehow. Well,
3: it's, it sounds that way, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It does.
0: It does. All right, Juliana. Just perception-wise, when you look across and you say to yourself, okay, here's what I think we've done well with DEI in the last couple of years. What is that for you?
1: I think just first opening up the conversation is an important part of it. And there are a lot of conversations happening, which is great. Right. Now it's just figuring out how we can elevate all those voices, make sure everybody has a place, make sure everybody feels valued and seen, um, no matter what that looks like at any org.
0: I love that. And what about yourself?
2: Yeah, so, uh, we, gosh, we work across lots of companies with us. And I think the ones that do it best are the ones who are actually asking how they're doing and using that feedback loop, right? right. Because I think a lot of leaders are like, oh, I know cool. what to do, right? And I'm going to go do this thing. And it's like, that thing might not be what people want. Right. It might just be your perception of what people want and you haven't asked them. And so back to you know, her point of just talking about it, opening it up, but also continuing the feedback loop right. and making that a part of the culture you know, that linked with psychological safety can go a really long way. Right. Um, so it's people who feel okay to say, Hey, that offended me. Hey, I didn't like this and using that to frame what you're going to do next. Right. Um, and, and then pivoting, right? So don't plan for six years out, plan for six months, beta test things, see how they go and pivot when you need to.
0: Right. Love it. And Lisa, what do you think we're doing well ish?
3: So, I have a different perspective a little bit. I'm I'm a lot older than uh, our other uh, panelists here today. So, you and I, William, are in the same category. Um, <laughs> at
0: one point, you don't talk about age. You know this,
3: right? <laughs> at one point. Exactly. Juliana,
0: Anissa, take note. At one point, at one point it's sexy. It's like, I have 15 years of experience and so and so. And then at one point, you're like, I should say I'm not going to say it anymore. I'm yeah. not going to say that. I've deleted And LinkedIn, I've deleted everything in my work history below 2000.
2: Oh man, I should do that. I
0: deleted everything. (laughs) There's nothing in there. It looks like and and in 2025, I'm gonna delete everything from 2005. Okay. It's like I'll only have 20 20 years. of (laughs) When people look at my work experience, like this person only has 20 years of work experience. Like yeah.
3: Exactly. (laughs) That's kind of the point. Anyhow, I interrupted. Well, no, but here's but that's the point, right? So. Um, I loved what Juliana said about, we're having more conversations. I can remember a time, William, mm. in the workplace where we didn't have this conversation at all. At all. Nope. <laughs> and this wasn't, people didn't talk about it. People didn't talk about differences. They didn't talk about, um, you know, your family, your personal life, right. where you come from. Uh, what is it about you? It was a weakness. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and yeah. you didn't want to know about someone. You didn't uh, want to find out um, you know, what's upsetting you or what? what are you, uh, why don't you feel mm-hmm. valued here? Why don't you feel like you belong here? Why don't you feel included? We never had that conversation because it was not popular to care. Nope. So, and if you did raise that question, People looked at you and thought that that was somehow distracting from why we were here to work. We're here to work. Right? And there is no time for these kinds of conversations, and everybody, you know, huddle, hustle up and back to work, right? Mm-hmm. So there,
0: there was no intentionality, there was no, no safe space, no psychological yeah. safety, there was yeah. no. Absolutely of
3: that. not. And what I love today, and even my team had this conversation today, when we were meeting some different people from uh, the, just different uh, perspectives and all, it was just amazing to see um, someone like Juliana, who's, who's young to the workforce, new to the workforce, um, have her perspective, and then older people like myself or older people on the team that are actually learning to adapt. 100%. And learning to evolve, and learning to be open to the conversation, and it's, and it's fun now which, just to talk about.
0: Which these is things. great because uh, gen, most of millennials and Gen Z, they're just unwilling to do the same things that we did.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. put up with. Thank goodness. Yeah, put up with. Yeah. <laughs> like they're
0: just unwilling. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that.
3: Yeah, like, right. Okay. But right. we, d- we did. We went along for a long time.
0: I am so envious of this generation.
3: <laughs> so envious. They're smart. Yeah. They're smart and they're open. And I, I love that they challenge. And if you, if you allowed someone to continue to say something offensive. Right. And you didn't ever object. And if you didn't ever say, wow, I, I, I wonder if that might be offensive to someone. Or I wonder if that yeah. hurts somebody's feelings. If you never question it, why would anyone change that behavior?
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. There's powerful questions you can ask. And then whenever you're doing kind of manager meetings with, with folks, is what's in your way? What's holding you back? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help be helpful? And then there's another one that, what am, what am I doing to piss you off? Mm-hmm. And every time I ask somebody that, they give me something. Mm-hmm. But it's because I asked them that. Of course. Right? Yeah. I gave permission. I'm like, I I'm, mean, I'm yeah, I, I just assumed that I'm doing something. just Just tell me what it
3: is.
0: (laughs) And and they're all fixable. It's like little tiny stuff. Right. Crazy. All right, Juliana, the opposite is now what we'll talk is talk about. What would you like to see? Or what are we doing poorly with DEI? Where could we make strides?
1: I think we see a lot of DEI practices taking place on entry-level positions and just entry-level kind of conversations. Right. Mm -hmm. But seeing that actually take place with your mentors, with your leadership, leadership in my opinion defines the culture the poor right. people that you've had there for a long time set the tone and if you don't have somebody that can represent that that can at least empathize with any all of your kind of little people to put it you know um, it's gonna be hard to see those actual strides taking place so it's great to kind of talk about it but unless we see that taking place throughout all levels, it's going to be hard to kind of believe
0: in that. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting. You, you, you also bring up another point where if, if someone's just trying to play kind of the game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like we're 50% women. But if you actually slice that data, it's 50% right. women, but all the women are the first and second rungs yep. on the yeah. on the corporate yep. ladder, right? So it's like, well, that doesn't really, that's not really. It's not the same. That's not, it's the, not the, the same, same. Right. right? Proportionate.
2: And, and it's kind of back to the point, too, where it's like, you know, if you don't have leaders at the top driving the strategy, right, right you're still going to continue to drive the wrong strategy exactly. because you don't have the right people in place right. and throughout the organization. Mm. Um, and then one thing that I um, would like to see us do better with, I think what a lot of companies do, it's sort of to your point, William, about like playing the game, check in that the checklist is they get a couple of people who don't look like the rest of the people in leadership and they think like okay i'm done <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> and it's like no that's not it no. and also please don't make one person be the token
3: oh, and i 6%. think that that
2: is something people miss all the time like no one wants to be the token and also you're putting in an immense amount of pressure on that Sorry. one person
0: yes yeah, so if you could speak yeah. for all african-american people that'd be great
2: like. Yeah, and it's like they're not a monolith, <laughs> right. right? And <laughs> well, and right. so it's it's they're humans and they have intricacies right. and complications just like the rest of us do. And so I think to truly have good leadership, it should look like the United States. It should look like the people that you're you're working with. You should have different perspectives. You should come from different, you know, backgrounds and Different, just lots of differences, right? Um, and I think what a lot of leadership teams stray away from, too, that I would like to see us get better at is confrontation and tension, right. because movement and change comes from confrontation and tension. It doesn't come from people going along to get along, right? And so I think that there's this always this thing of like, well, I don't want to make waves, and it's like, no, you should make waves. Yes. Yeah.
0: Love that. Love that, Lisa. What do you think? It's really
3: good. I I was so enjoying listening to both oh. both of you talk. That was so. That was really awesome. Um, I I think for me, and it goes on. It's goes back to something that you said. Um, oftentimes that individual who becomes then the highlight of our D E and I program
2: mm-hmm.
3: now has to be pulled into every single photo and every single um, advertisement for the company. Yeah. And now we've missed the point. Yes. And if that is Sorry. going to be the case then it you failed. Yes. So if I now am telling everyone look at what I'm doing mm-hmm. then that's also not pushing you know forward on the on these initiatives. Um, one thing I think that we could definitely improve upon Um, is this whole, uh, understanding of the next generation workforce within the United States, Mm -hmm. because there's clearly things that are happening right now that are affecting hiring Mm -hmm. and they're uh, affecting recruiting and the labor workforce and the, what makes up that, that labor workforce from both those, um, hourly positions to professional exempt level positions. Um, this In the next 10, 15 years, if you look at who's going to be mm-hmm. our employees, uh, the minority will be um, white mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's that is, yeah. that's the reality. So the more that we can teach, um, e- perhaps in our schools oh, and yeah. in perhaps in everything that we do and as parents, uh, learning is another language, mm-hmm. right? Learning Spanish, which is going to be the predominant language mm-hmm. in the United States and then it, it, how long before that happens.
0: Mm-hmm. But how
3: important and how relevant could that be that everything that you do, not just in work, but at home and in school, all welcomes um, the next generation of people mm-hmm. in the United States and, and in our workforce, especially. Yeah. It's
0: interesting, you know, as you walked here from your, your room, there were, some sh- there were some stores that were closed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all noticed that. But there was, like, stores, like, it's the middle of the day, and there's stores that are closed. It's because they can't get staff. Mm-hmm. Right. They can't staff. It. It's like they're losing sales. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is expensive property. So, mm-hmm. like, like, every sale matters. All right, let's look at measurement for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we know if we're moving the needle? How do we know if we're doing the right thing? And, you know, what would you say success looks like with the, uh, and Juliana, we'll start with you.
1: Um, I think one way that you could do it is through retention. Do yep. your people feel proud of where they work? Do they feel like they belong? Um, and I think that's one that also you can put a big price number next to. Are you saving money on recruiting? Are you saving right. money on um, sick days? Because if people feel like they have the strong work-life balance, if they are happy with where they work, they're going to be sick less often. They're going to feel less compelled to take days off to right. put out their application at other places. So. For me, that's one that I think is very easy to measure right away
0: right.
1: Um, and see that kind of take place.
0: It also shows that you're doing some things well. A, you recruited right. them, right? They're in your company, they're staying mm-hmm. at your company, maybe even being promoted at your company, which would be a little bit different. But you are you have the ability to retain them, which I think is interesting because a lot of folks, at least what I've learned, is they want to be around people like themselves exactly. to some degree. I mean, exactly. you, you want diversity of thought but at the end of the day, if you're, you're a female and you walk into a company and you don't see any other females, mm-hmm. okay, it's
2: It's isolating, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: right. And so it's like the one of your kind of spokes of, of retention is having people that are like you. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just being able to have a safe space with people that share interests or hobbies or, or whatever else. That's good. That's good. Anissa, what do you think?
2: So this is going to be kind of a hot take because I don't think a lot of companies use this metric, but how many squeaky wheels you have? I think that a lot of companies look at squeaky wheels in a negative sense.
0: Well, that's nice.
2: But the squeaky wheels are the ones telling you the truth. You probably need to listen to them. And actually, I always tell companies, if you have more squeaky wheels, that tells me that you actually have better leaders. Right, because they're listening and they feel comfortable enough to say that.
0: That's right. Yeah. There's so some, more
2: squeaky wheels. They're
0: there's setting there's themselves up for. I want contrarians. I want people around me that tell me a version of the truth might not be my version of the truth, but they tell me their version of the truth, mm-hmm. which again, that's conflict. That's. Mm-hmm. Like I remember years ago, I looked at a, a, a VC firm in the Bay, and I went to their leadership page, and it was all guys like me. Well, similar but different. Not necessarily like me, but all men, all middle-aged, et cetera, and I'm like, it's got to be a really easy place to work at. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they all went to the same college. Uh-huh. They're all married. They all play golf at the same place. Like, conversations just got to be really easy.
2: Or boring, right? Or boring. <laughs> the echo I would say that seems high. boring. <laughs> but, but, like,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, but you're, you're squeaky be Like, what do you wheel. talk about? Yeah, yeah. You talk about what car you got. Yeah, or like, what do
2: you what? did on the golf course? Or like, right. yeah.
0: But it's like, what I love about DI is it creates, again, with squeaky Wheels, it creates conflict.
2: Yeah, which, which is, drives change.
0: Right. And innovation, market share, all those, yeah. those things. So I love that. That's a great metric. Not a hot take. Okay. It's a wonderful take. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Lisa, what do you think we should be looking at?
3: Um, So both the metric side of it, right? Because you have to have some sort of statistic. If you don't have a measurement, you're not going to be able to track your progress or your performance. So that's number one. And there's a thousand different ways to to measure this. So there are so many amazing vendors here today Mm -hmm. um, that I have really enjoyed getting out of what we do and going around and seeing some of these really cool um, platforms out there and different HR tech that really are doing some cool things in this space. Um, so first of all, it's measuring it, but then also having a regular, consistent conversation about it. One, and that is the, uh, to share your metrics openly, transparently. That is absolutely something you should be doing, mm-hmm. right? But then also really talking about it and saying this is what we're doing and what do you think? Yeah. asking the question. Yep. It's, it's just having all of that open Constant feedback, feedback loop. Absolutely. Yeah. And this
0: brought up that point so of So cool. From a leadership perspective, being able to ask people like what are we not what right. are we not thinking about?
2: Yeah. Yep. Or like like you said William, like you asked managers, right? And even to those leaders to the rest of the company, how are we pissing you off?
0: That's right. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Y'all have done a wonderful job. Thank you so oh, much well, for coming you. on the podcast. Thanks,
2: Thanks for having you. us. Thank you. Absolutely.